Hey guys, this is John Caldwell here. I hope y'all are having a great day today. Originally, I contemplated recording the results for Super Showdown because like a lot of wrestling fans that watch this show, I was very disappointed by it from WWE. And I just didn't know for sure if I wanted to record the results for it or not. But I put my emotions behind me as a wrestling fan and I decided, you know, hey, there's a lot of guys out there and a lot of girls out there that don't know the results to this show and they want to know so I'm going to go right now and I'm going to give you the full rundown of Super Showdown from Jeddah Saudi Arabia and I'm also going to sprinkle in a little bit of some news to go along with that along with the official rating of the show and I'm going to give my opinion on a couple of things that I did not like and I did like so without further ado let's go ahead and get right into this now just like Money in the Bank I'm really really sorry but I can't be enthusiastic with this show because of how disappointing it was. I can't even include my energetic background music. It's just, to me, a very disappointing show. And uh, you'll find out here in just a few moments why. So let's go ahead and start off with the kickoff show. The Usos taking on the Revival was that match. Before the match, Michael Cole brought up how the temperature will feel like over 100 degrees during the Super Showdown pay-per-view. Come to find out there was no air conditioner in the arena. Unlike the previous shows in Saudi Arabia, fans were allowed to buy tickets at ringside. Jey Uso had the match won with an inside cradle, but Dash Wilder distracted the referee. After a series of super kicks, Jimmy scored the pinfall to win the match for his team. So there you have it, the Usos defeat the Revival. Hopefully that's the end of that feud. Our first match of the official card was the WWE Universal Championship match between Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. Rollins had his ribs taped up from the Brock Lesnar attack on Monday Night Raw. Corbin was introduced by Greg Hamilton as Jetta's favorite son. Corbin dominated much of the match and complained to the referee about a slow count. Corbin attempted to bring a chair into the ring, but the referee yelled at Corbin. Rollins took the opportunity to roll up Corbin to score the victory. Corbin laid out Rollins with the end of days after the match. Shortly after that, Brock Lesnar came out with the Money in the Bank contract, but was distracted when Paul Heyman tripped getting into the ring. Rollins hit a low blow on Lesnar and hit Lesnar with a steel chair. Rollins yelled out, cash it in, and he used the chair. How does it feel, you big dumb SOB? Rollins then hit the stomp to Lesnar on the Money in the Bank briefcase. Our next match was for the Intercontinental Championship between the Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor and Andrade. There were several extras that were involved in Balor's entrance. He came out as the Demon. Andrade put up a good fight and even hit the Hammerlock DDT, but Balor kicked out. Balor won with the Coup de Grace. So there you have it. Finn Balor is still your Intercontinental Champion. Our next match was Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Shane had his usual entrance from Greg Hamilton and Drew McIntyre also had an entrance. There were noticeable CM Punk chants during the match. McIntyre provided a distraction right when the match started. McIntyre took cheap shots when the referee wasn't looking. Reigns would later go after McIntyre and hit him with a Superman punch. Shane hit a spear on Reigns, but Reigns kicked out. Reigns hit a Superman punch to Shane on the top rope, but Shane again kicked out. When the referee wasn't looking, McIntyre hit a Claymore, and Shane scored the pinfall victory over Reigns. Our next match was Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Party. The Lucha House Party tagged in and out during the match. Sullivan was bleeding from the mouth during the match. The crowd was very quiet during this match, which led to Corey Graves saying that a hush has fallen over the stadium due to the destruction. 
The free Lucha House Party members started working together, which led to them being DQ'd. They kept attacking Sullivan after the match. Sullivan fought back on the ramp and took them out. Our next match was Triple H versus Randy Orton. Triple H had a motorcycle for his entrance and the crowd chanted NXT at him. Both attempted to hit their finishers early. Orton hit an RKO, but Triple H kicked out. Orton went for a punt, but Triple H blocked it. Triple H hit the pedigree, but Orton kicked out. Triple H slammed Orton on the announce table four times. Back in the ring, Orton hit the RKO out of nowhere to pick up the victory. Our next match was Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Lashley's posing platform was destroyed by Strowman during Strowman's entrance. The two of them had a test of strength early in the match. Lashley hit the big power slam, but Strowman kicked out. Strowman made a comeback, hit his bum rushes, and hit a power slam. However, Lashley kicked out. Lashley regained control and suplexed Strowman on the ramp. Back in the ring, Strowman hit two more power slams to pick up the win. Our next match was for the WWE Championship between WWE Champion Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. Michael Cole mentioned that Kofi and Ziggler have faced off for every title except for the Universal Championship. Ziggler hit a super kick on Xavier Woods during the match. With a little distraction slash attack from Xavier later, Kofi Kingston was able to pick up the victory with the Trouble in Paradise. After the match, Ziggler was interviewed and said he outperformed Kofi and Xavier was the difference maker in the match. Ziggler demanded a rematch with no interference in a steel cage. Our next match was the 50-man battle royal. The Miz, Samoa Joe, Cesaro, Titus O'Neil, and Elias got entrances. Elias sang a song that insulted all his opponents until the Miz attacked him. The Singh brothers were the first guys eliminated from the match. The Offers of Pain were back in action during this match. The Offers of Pain had a confrontation with the Viking Raiders and Heavy Machinery. Titus was hiding under the ring and did a reverse slide to get back into the match and eliminated both War Raiders. The Revival got revenge for losing to the Usos during the kickoff by eliminating them. Ali and Ricochet worked together to eliminate Samoa Joe. Cesaro then knocked both of them off the apron. The NXT star from Saudi Arabia, Mansoor, eliminated Elias to win the Battle Royale. After the match, Mansoor talked about being a prospect at the Greatest Royal Rumble last year and living his dream with WWE. The crowd chanted, you deserve it, Adam. And in our main event of Super Showdown, it was the Phenom, The Undertaker, taking on Goldberg. Goldberg's entrance was 4 minutes and 21 seconds long, and Undertaker's entrance was 6 minutes and 4 seconds long. The two had a stare down once the match began. Goldberg did Undertaker's RIP taunt. Undertaker punched Goldberg, and Goldberg responded with two spears, but Undertaker kicked out and sat up. Goldberg got a heel hook on Undertaker, but Undertaker got to the ropes. Goldberg missed a spear into the turnbuckle and was busted open. After that, Undertaker hit old school and a choke slam. Undertaker hit a tombstone pile driver that was very awkward, but Goldberg kicked out. Goldberg managed to come back with a third spear. Goldberg had an awkward-looking jackhammer, but Undertaker kicked out. Goldberg attempted to do a tombstone, but he fell down. Undertaker responded with another choke slam for the victory. The match time was 8 minutes and 30 seconds. And if I may, I gotta say that, you know, in all my years of being a professional wrestling fan, which is about probably 23 years, that was probably the most disappointing wrestling match that I've ever seen in my entire life. This match was like going to a grocery store and going into the freezer section and finding one of those fast bite cheeseburgers for $1.00 and then going home and warming that up in the microwave, and then half of it being cold and half of it being warm when you take your first bite. 
It was absolutely disgusting. It was depressing and very, very disappointing. For two legends like The Undertaker and Goldberg, you thought that this would be an incredible match. The sad thing is, is that age and their bodies are taking a toll on them. And that's just a cold hard truth. This match would have been awesome if it was 15 years ago. But it was 15 years late. And so that is the reason why we had the result that we had. I don't really think that it's either of their faults. It's the age. But it was a very terrible match. And I never want to see something like that again. Because it felt to me like it was tarnishing the legacies of both these amazing legends that done so much for the professional wrestling business and I hate the WWE going and taking these legends and running them into the ground like they have been doing. They need to go and they need to start pushing some more young guys up. Cesaro, Apollo Crews, they're sort of doing that right now with Elias, but Elias should be a champion, like a US champion or an intercontinental champion and I don't understand why hasn't he won a belt yet? Why hasn't Cesaro won a singles belt since like 2014 when he won the US title. I don't get it. The WWE really needs to go and they need to start building up some more young guys that was in this 50-man battle royal. Now they are doing some things right. Becky Lynch is the Raw Women's Champion. Yes, that's great. Seth Rollins is the Universal Champion. That's awesome. Kofi Kingston is the WWE Champion. That's awesome. That is awesome. But when you take guys like Shinsuke Nakamura who is world-renowned for being an amazing professional wrestler, and then you go and you have guys like that off TV for, I think, six weeks, and you put them in the 50-man Royal Rumble and just treat them like a complete laughingstock, in my opinion. It's just so hard to watch for me. And I really wish that the WWE would change that about themselves. These part-time matches and stuff are just not cutting it for me. I ain't digging it, and a lot of wrestling fans aren't digging it as well. I know that I said just a few moments ago that this is the most disappointing wrestling match I've ever seen, and then I remembered that DX Brothers of Destruction tag team match from Crown Jewel last year. So I would have to say that both of those matches are equally the worst matches I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Just, I never want to see something like that again. Never, never go and make complete laughingstocks out of Undertaker and Goldberg, or any legend ever again WWE. That's just... That's just how I feel. That's my hot take. I will, however, say that there was some good wrestling matches on this show. I felt as though the best match of the night was Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental Championship. Kofi versus Ziggler was also another incredible match, and I cannot wait to see their steel cage match coming up. Probably at Stomping Grounds. Should be really good. Probably a lot better than their match at Super Showdown. But it was a good match. You know, I'm just saying. Steel cage matches always make things a lot better, so we'll see what happens. And staying on the topic of that horrible Undertaker-Goldberg match, NXT star Matt Riddle posted a video on Twitter, and he said the following regarding Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Matt Riddle said, Goldberg, you lived up to the hype again. You're absolutely the worst wrestler in the business, bro. That's not an opinion, that's a fact. Riddle recently noted that Goldberg blocked him on Twitter, Riddle also sarcastically praised Goldberg's knee bar during the match with Undertaker. And following the end of that horrible Super Showdown main event, several fans noted that Goldberg needed to be helped to the back and had trouble walking. According to WrestlingNews.co, Goldberg was being checked out backstage by trainers. The fear is that he suffered a concussion from the spot where he went into the turnbuckle and was busted open. There were numerous botches after that moment, including the jackhammer attempt 
that could have seriously hurt The Undertaker. Goldberg tweeted the following about the match on Twitter, Knocked myself out and thought I could finish. Love my fans, but I let you down. Everyone else that found pleasure, hope you're happy. Also, there is a rumor going around that The Undertaker and Goldberg were involved in a very serious shouting match backstage. However, that has not been confirmed 100% yet. That is just a rumor, so take that with a grain of salt. Also, Deadline.com is reporting that John Cena will be joining the Fast and Furious cast for the film's ninth installment. According to Deadline, production starts later this month for a May 22, 2020 release. Cena reacted to the news with the following statement, For nearly 20 years, the Fast franchise has entertained fans and created some of the biggest cinematic moments in history. It's an incredible honor to join this franchise and this family. And that is all the news that I have for today. Now it's time to get into the official rating for Super Showdown, presented by CageMatch.net. On a scale of 0 to 10, as of this reporting, Super Showdown currently has a 1.38 out of 10, with 46 valid votes. Now if you compare that to Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel has a 0.95 out of 10, with 163 valid votes, so it's a little bit better than Crown Jewel, but not by much. In the end, it's still a horrible pay-per-view, and honestly, I don't recommend it. The only thing, if I had to recommend, would be the Finn Balor-Andrade match and the Kofi Kingston-Dolph Ziggler match. Everything else, I think you just need to skip, especially that god-awful Goldberg-Undertaker match. So... That is it. That is the results of Super Showdown. I will see you here Monday for another great Jamin' Jones Wrestling News Flash Briefing. This is Jamin' Jones saying thanks, goodbye, and have a great weekend, everybody.